Welcome to the Digital Freelancers Podcast, where you get the latest strategies for starting, growing, and accelerating your digital marketing business. Now, let's get started with your host, Mike and Mike. Hello, and welcome to the Digital Freelancers Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Fleischner, here with a very special guest today, Domini Drew. Welcome to the show, Domini. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. And we are excited to have you. But before we jump in, I just want to remind everyone to go ahead and rate, review, and subscribe to the Digital Freelancers Podcast. And of course, hit that like button for the episode and share your comments. We want to hear from you. Before we jump in, I'd like to give Domini a true introduction. Uh, She's become a fast friend and she's an amazing individual. But more importantly, she is a leading personal and relationship coach She has a direct, intuitive approach that gets results for her clients, which we're all about here on the Digital Freelancers. And Domini has been featured in Forbes, Entrepreneur Magazine, and Thrive Global for her work, and now travels the world teaching her process of inner evolution. And on today's show, we're going to explore not just all of the amazing things that Domini does from a coaching perspective, both personal and relationship coaching, but we're also going to take a look at her approach to business, how she got started, how she markets herself, and ultimately how she has really succeeded as what I like to call a solopreneur, although it's never really entirely by ourselves. We always have some help along the way. So with that, Domini, welcome. And I'm going to hit you really with the first question, which I've been dying to ask, which is how did you go from, you know, relationship coach to now really having the presence that you have online? How did you get started and how has your story evolved? Oh man, I I think that I'm a great example uh, to speak with entrepreneurs and digital freelancers because I was the worst. I knew nothing. I went from zero to a hundred and I did it in the space of just a couple of years. And partially that was a lot of motivation, but partially it's also because in my work uh, as a coach, I specialize in helping people find and eliminate their self-sabotage. So I'm geared toward finding my own. <laughs> and so that, I think that was able That's to that cause me to be able to move through uh, the process a little more quickly. I was in the position that I have found, I think maybe all entrepreneurs or certainly a lot of entrepreneurs are in the very beginning, uh, regardless of your field, which is I have a gift in doing the work that I do. I'm weirdly good at it. I I do it when I'm accidentally, when I'm speaking to people, like it just, you know, it just sort of comes out of me and I've studied it since I was 19 years old. So almost 20 years, but I had no idea how to actually run a business. Like that's a whole different skill set. I didn't have that skill set. And so I found myself really wanting to make this business and no idea how to do it. And I I find that happens a lot. And so I had to go in and study all of the ways of how to actually structure it and programs and Facebook ads. And it was was a a really growth-inducing and oftentimes very difficult experience just just to be able to create the container from which to actually do my work. Yeah. And I think that's something we see all the time that people are good at a particular skill and then they have to enter this realm of, okay, how do I market myself? How do I get out there? And I know today, Domini, and by the way, Domini just released a new website. You guys should definitely check it out. DominiDrew.com. It's amazing. I love it. And, And I know that has evolved, right? As you've had websites over the years and now you're using a free course is kind of your lead magnet and you 
do incredible coaching that you're selling through this funnel. And that all had to start somewhere. So, you know, when you think back, what was your biggest challenge taking what you do and getting other people to notice? What what path did you take? My biggest challenge, and this was a huge challenge, was trying to put the results of what I do into words. And partially that might be somewhat particular to my niche because a lot of the, the work I do is sort of ineffable. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's like you can't really put it into words. But even for, I think, most entrepreneurs, just narrowing it down to a, a niche just mm-hmm. felt awful, right? Because the problem that I fix is actually everyone's underlying problem to everything, actually. It's, it's if there is something that you want in your life that you don't have, there's something that you're doing subconsciously that's keeping you from it. That's the, the, the structure of the human system. So the same issue that I, you know, the same way that I help people find out why they're still single and even though they're doing everything right or they, they keep you know, getting divorced and they don't know why or whatever it is that's causing their relationship problems, it's the same process that I use with somebody who can't break six figures or can't take their business to the next mm-hmm. level or can't find that marketing, you know, it just can't seem to take off or can't seem to get ahead. It's the same thing. And so my work can be applied to anything, which I think a lot of people have this issue in the beginning. And I, I couldn't decide where to, where to focus it. And I, I really had to sort of, I picked something kind of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's the irony. The irony is that often when we're starting a business, we feel like we need to be all things to all people. And I think part of that is because as individuals, we're not exactly sure what we're doing or what we're offering. But at the end of the day, less is more, which is counterintuitive, which is, okay, if I'm just going to focus on relationship coaching as opposed to other types of coaching, that means that you're saying no to 90% of the potential audience, but you're saying yes to 100% of your addressable market. And that's really a fundamental shift. And I feel like a lot of the clients that you're working with, you know, your, your solutions are incredibly powerful. You know, I wish for those of you who are just listening, you could kind of see the interaction with Domini, but she really has a presence about her, which is what she teaches to many of her students. And that's why they're, they're successful and they can overcome some of these gaps. And it really all comes down to creating that awareness. And I know, Domini, from our conversation, you're doing a lot now really to market and promote yourself. So can you tell us a little bit about kind of what that strategy looks like and ultimately what your perspective is on it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have gained, uh, you know, it's, it's fascinating because this process, you know, as I said, I've done the work since I was 19. I've, I've had the ability to, to teach it for a long time, but the business I've formed has really only uh, been for maybe four or five years now. And it has skyrocketed. I mean, it went to from $0 per month to about 20K per month within about six months. And I really, and, and I say that just because the, the, the incredible growth really taught me something. I'd never made any money pretty much doing anything in my life. I was in real estate before that, but I had no business acumen. I had no like way of structuring. My, I was just very unstructured and like, oh, I just have this idea that I want to kind of do. And so, and, and so I, I got a, a program, which of course there's lots of programs out there that sort of teaches you, okay, here's the platform and here's what a funnel is. Like what's a, what's a VSL video, you know, the video sales letter and the, and the uh, lead magnets and things. I just didn't Facebook ads. I didn't know any of that through that process. I gained a very minimalist approach. I think that we fuss about a lot of things that don't actually matter that, that 20 K a month. I did that without a website. 
I did eventually make a website only because the nature of my niche, as you said, there is, there's a little bit of a something when people connect with me or hear me or see me that they resonate with. And so I thought, you know, for my particular niche, because I'm doing such deep work, I'll just go ahead and put a website out, but it wasn't in the format. It wasn't necessary. I had a landing page, which was stellar, clean. Here's what Domini, Domini teaches you this, uh, an email sign up that went to a video sales letter, about 20 minutes that went to a scheduling page. If they wanted to schedule a strategy session with me and a survey. And that was mm-hmm. it. And I ended up, I mean, I have an email list of like 22,000 people just because people I've ran ads to that landing page. And it just sort of, it just sort of, you know, people kept coming and coming. And so I had this end up having this huge list, um, which is of, of great value now as well. I, I think they say the, the money's in the list, the money's in the list. They're really, and, but there's also farming the list, which I never did very well. So I think a lot of my people have been in there just for years. Yeah. And <laughs> like, there's definitely better ways of <laughs> there's a, uh, an area that sure. I never yeah. But I think there's a lot of fussing in the beginning with what your website looks like and what your business name is and the right logo. And just none of that actually mm-hmm. really matters. You need to have a funnel and ads and, you know, a script once they get on the phone mm-hmm. and then you know, if you just push that hard enough, then that, that can take you into the millions on its own. Mm-hmm. And I find that to be so interesting. It's validating, quite honestly, because I really think, and again, I'm a marketing guy, so I'm going to push marketing all the time. But the reality is if the product is good, the business will be there. It will grow. You don't even need, as you said, you didn't even really have a website. You know, maybe you had a single landing page. People major and minor things when it comes to marketing. At the end of the day, it's all about having incredible, something that's incredible for your listeners, your followers, your customers, and delivering that service. I think even Elon Musk said, I don't spend a single dollar on marketing. I put the money I would put into marketing into a better product. And uh, he still has a way, ways to go, but you know, what he's uh, representing through his products and services are really changing the world. And Mm -hmm. I think, you know, the work that you do, which is relationship work and personal growth work, it's substantial. And I imagine at this point, a lot of your business is referral. Is is that correct? Uh, Not as much as you might think. I do get referrals, but because I was, I focused with um, single men and how they, you know, how they're keeping themselves single without meaning to, it's not uh, a community that tends to chit chat with each other and mm. or, or or want to open up a lot to their community about what they're going. Yeah. So I think the niche that I chose maybe maybe put the kibosh on that just a little bit. I do have clients. I think they're mostly women who will refer me to each other. And I've worked with a dating okay. coach uh, who ended up being being a client. Actually, came on her podcast, and then she ended up being my client. And she sends all her, a bunch of her clients to me. But I think from from client to client, they'll write me testimonials. You see on my website or or on my Google reviews, there's like all these testimonials. But they don't. I don't think chit chat about it a whole lot with their friends. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Some people don't want them to know that they're seeing mm-hmm. a uh, coach uh, to help yeah. them with relationships. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It could be a challenge. So, Domini, you know, obviously, you've got a successful business. You started out with one course. I think now you introduced a second course. Uh, tell us a little bit about. Um, uh, what your courses are like, because I know a lot of digital freelancers have always thought about launching a course. Uh, some just do 
I call it the side hustle. They may be providing services, but I think you're able to reach so many more people through the courses that you offer. It just seems like a wonderful opportunity for anyone who really wants to be of service and help more people. So can you talk a little bit specifically about your courses and maybe you know a peek under the hood, what makes them so so valuable? A hundred percent. Yeah. So the, I highly recommend courses. I mean, I'm, I'm a natural teacher. I I'm inclined to teach and I know some people aren't like that, but even if you're not like that, your course doesn't need to be live. Right. Mm-hmm. So I have two live coaches, uh, coaching courses. I have an eight week course, the art of attraction and a 12 week course, the art of authenticity. And those are both live coaching, but I also took both of those courses and I sell just the online portion for a lower price on its own. So you can mm-hmm. get a lot of the benefit without, you know, if, if, so if you create a really good online course, I mean, that's how I learned all of the steps that I learned to building a business. It was an online course. And so you put, you know, a lot of work in and you make it really, really good. And you walk them through each step. That's really important. So that by the end there's mastery and then you sell that for two grand and you can scale that to the moon. And so mm-hmm. I Courses are really smart. Group courses, I think, are the are the best. If you're doing done for you services, you're limited. If you're selling time for money, you're limited. And my mm-hmm. my goal very much is just as you said, is to bring this work to a, a global level. Like uh, this is it's faster than therapy. It's um, it's more direct. It gets incredible results. And I just even if I never made a dime off it from here on out, I sure would love to. That would be great. But my intention is to bring this to the to a, a global level, to really the global community because I think it's, it's mm-hmm. very interesting. And so scaling, scale has always been really important to me. And so from the very beginning, I didn't want to do one-on-one sessions. I do them now and I, I charge a fair amount for them because I don't really want to do a whole lot. And eventually I'll drop those off entirely. But really, you know, I can just take those two courses, you know, that take me, you know, two hours a week and I can just, just run those. And then I'm, I'm getting multiple people at once and they're learning from each other. That group environment is mm-hmm. really helpful. And, and they're, they're sort of breaking down their walls. So the structure that, that I used is eight week or a 12 week, whichever program written in it, there's video in it, there's exercises in it. There's all sorts of things. that's like very engaging. And I keep that varied for, because people take in information different ways. Some people prefer to read, some people prefer to do video. And so I tried to, you know, again, to appeal to, to all sorts of, of types. So I have that online portion and then again, I, I sell that again with live coaching because I really love, you know, the, the the personal type of work. But even if you don't, you could just create an online course and have that be, you know, you have your lead magnet, you have your even a funnel that that ends just in a sales page and you can sell it directly online without even needing to get into the phone on somebody. That's that's really I think the best way to to scale. So it's sort of balancing that, like you want, to, mm-hmm. you want it to come from your core, you want it to be authentic. You know, a lot of people come into the Art of Authenticity program, you know, with not so much for like low self-confidence or not feeling like they can be themselves, but things like marketing. If you're authentic, you know this already, if you're authentic mm-hmm. in your marketing, that comes across. People feel that and they respond. And so they're able to you know, create this whole, they're like, oh my God, all these clients are coming in. It's like, yeah, because your clients can feel you now because you're using words that are, that come from you instead of maybe what you think you're supposed to, to say. Right. And so there's this balance, isn't there? Because there are things mm-hmm. that sell better than, than, than others. And so if you can come from that balance of mm-hmm. this feels authentic and this is a good sales um, script, 
then that's your, that's your sort of happy medium. Absolutely. And I think that's a really valid point. When you talk about authenticity, people are not just buying the promise of what your course will deliver, but they're buying you. And I think, and I talk about personal branding all the time, it's extremely important. Mm -hmm. And if you're not being authentic, that's going to backfire. Ultimately, if you can't be yourself, then what you deliver really isn't going to be your best. At least that's my opinion. I guess you can fake it until you make it. There is some value in that. But at the same time, I think it's really taking what you do and what you do best and bringing it to the masses. And I think, Dominique, you, you've done an excellent job of that, obviously, offering courses and live trainings and you know all the different things that you do. And again, selfless plug, check it out at dominiedrew.com. <laughs> but you know, for, for digital freelancers who are looking for examples of people who have really built, um, I like to think of it as an engaging way to learn about the person who's providing the course and the types of services that are being offered, it doesn't have to be complicated. And again, there's nuance there, right? I, I don't want to oversimplify it. it. What I like to say is it's simple, but it's not easy. And mm -hmm. and Domini, you know, over years, you've kind of honed that to really, you know, lead with your best foot forward and get people interested in what they have to offer. Now, I also think too, which I want to explore with you a little bit, you know, much of this is, is timing. You know, people struggle with personal issues, relationship issues, and oftentimes they're seeking a solution. And it seems like since you never know when someone is going to be in that situation, you almost have to be omnipresent. You kind of have to be around all the time so that when that person is, you know, breaking up with, with his third girlfriend in a row, he sit, looks himself in the mirror and says, wow, I need help. This is a pattern, right? And then he's going to go out to the web and start searching. So how do you create that ever presence and be there when people start looking for relationship advice? Yeah. At the moment, I'm not actually running any ads. I haven't actually for about a year. I've been mostly just getting getting clients from other sources, organic sources. But when I was, I was, I was running Facebook ads for several years. And there was a way of doing it where between Facebook and Google and Instagram, you could link them and you could, um, so you could have your ad or versions of your ad coming up in different spots. And it did give that kind of impression of omnipresence. Mm -hmm. And that was, and you know, all of that type of work. And I became quite a ninja on Facebook ads, although it's, as I said, it's been a year, so I'm probably a little rusty again now, but that was really something I had to build from the ground up. That was not a gift of mine. It's not a talent of mine. It's not an inclination of mine. Mm -hmm. I didn't really, you know, I could have gone my whole life without ever creating a Facebook ad and been perfectly happy, but that was what needed to be done. And I think there's a way in which we kind of try to avoid what needs to be done. You're like, I mean, I guess I need to niche down, but maybe I'll just call myself a coach and it'll, it'll just be fine. And we kind of just, you know, try to avoid, I remember in real estate, you know, the, the way to get real estate clients by getting on the phone and calling people and, and talking to them, whether it's people that you know, or people that you don't know, that is the way to get real estate clients. And I was afraid to do that. I was uncomfortable mm -hmm. and all this mm -hmm. fear of rejection. And I was like, da -da 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 -da, whatever story was happening in my head. I was desperately looking for other ways to do it. I was like, can I, I, I literally went knocking on doors because I found that to be preferable to getting on the phone. Wow. Yeah. This was like five or six years ago. This is right before I started my coaching business. And I learned a lot through that of like, if the discomfort 
is in place A and you're going, you're going in all these crazy antics to not, you know, to avoid place A, begin to train yourself to gear yourself toward place A, like move towards that because that's the, that's your own bottle. Mm -hmm. And if you begin to create an affinity with that type of place that feels uncomfortable, you can overcome anything, business, relationship, personal happiness, success, whatever. That's, that's like like the way through. It's like the yellow brick road. It takes you to the place every time. Let's explore that a little bit because I think that is a place where that everyone faces. Everyone gets to that place where there are things they know they should be doing, but they just can't break through. What kind of advice or what kind of insights can you share for helping people at least explore that? Yeah. So what that is, is it's just the human, it's the human system coming up with some resistance, right? There's something that you're carrying that is between you and that which you desire, right? And so there, there are a couple different levels. I'll just sort of give you a kind of more of a coaching level. Like if you're mostly into entrepreneurship, you don't really want to dive too much into personal work. You just kind of like want to, you know, adjust at that level. I would say to do the thing that I just said, which is to begin to move toward areas of discomfort as if you enjoyed them, right? Like, mm. oh, I wonder what's there. Now I find a place of resistance and I go, that's interesting. And I turn and I look at it and I'm, you know, and I'm, I'm engaging with it as opposed to the avoidance that was there before. If you make that into a habit that will allow you to overcome, it, it creates new neural pathways in the brain and it, mm. it creates the old habit and it allows you to, you know, begin to shift your, your human system to the point where the avoidance isn't negative necessarily anymore. It's, it's becomes a bit of a positive. If you're open to looking at it on a deeper level, then when that resistance comes up, if you shift your awareness to your body, right? So if you come, come into the present moment, cause that's where the resistance is, then you will feel it somewhere in your body. And if you can identify it in your body, I've got a breathing exercise uh, out on YouTube, actually, that, that walks you through the process of how to do this you can actually uh, address it. Like, where is it in your body? What does it look like? What shape is it? And you can get quite specific. And then once you can, you ask it if it has any words, ask it if it has anything to say. And it'll say, you know, something like, because it'll be around something like the fear of success or fear of being seen or these things that kind of hold us back, Mm -hmm. even from that which, you know, we desire the most, right? And you can ask it what it is that it that it needs. So if it's like, oh, I'm, you know, don't don't let yourself be seen. It's going to go badly. And you go, okay, well, you know, what do you need? And it goes, uh, I, I need to feel safe. I don't know, making stuff up. And you go, okay, you need to feel safe. How can I help you feel safe? Um, and it'll be like, you know, see me or acknowledge me. And if you sit there and you do that, then what you're actually doing, and I know this seems like a little bit of a lot, a lot of a process, but this is literally addressing healing and eliminating the underlying cause of the resistance in the first place. So if you look at it from that perspective, it's actually not a very complicated process at all. Yeah. And you literally give it what it needs because there's, there's a piece of you that is triggered by something in your current situation and it's, it's, it's blocky, right? It's messing up your, your process. And so if you go in and you address it directly by giving it what it needs, then you do that a few times and the resistance doesn't come up anymore at all. Amazing. Amazing. And thank you for sharing that, because I know that's one of your coveted approaches, one of many that you teach in in your course, and that's just a small sample. But it just reiterates and reinforces the fact that to the extent that we're willing to put the work in, 
especially with ourselves, it can help us overcome these challenges. And honestly, Dominique, I, I wish I knew you 15 years ago when I was debating for years, should I leave my corporate job and start freelancing? But there was so much fear and insecurity and lack of resources, internal resources that I had at the time, I yeah. couldn't overcome that. And I didn't know to really approach it and engage with it and, and ask uh, what was needed to start to heal that and overcome that. And I did it, but I'm sure it was really sloppy and you know, took me much longer than it would have otherwise if I could work with a coach like you and someone to really guide people through that process. So, Domini, we only have a few minutes left, and you know, I always love to ask our guests uh, to share something of value, which you already have throughout this entire interview. So, I can't thank you enough. But, but you are, in addition to being a personal coach, you are a relationship coach, and I would love for you just to share some relationship advice for those listening, personal, professional relationships. How can people really improve their current relationships? A hundred percent. I love that. Um, and I'm glad you said personal and professional relationships because that is the same game, people. Whatever is happening in your personal life is happening in your professional life on some level as well. Um, so this clears you up to make more money and to have more time and freedom and all sorts of things. If I had to just sort of, you know, without a particular problem in front of me, but just sort of throw something out, the most powerful thing that you can do to shift and improve your relationships is to begin to see what's happening as something that you're creating. So if the, you know, man, I go to all these networking meetings and I give out my card and people seem to like me, but nobody ever follows up. Cool. That's your pattern. So you can see that as, boy, what is wrong with networking events? I'm going to stop going to networking events because clearly they don't work. That's a statement about networking events. When you have that type of, of mentality, you're a victim automatically because the fault you've decided is with networking events and you can't fix networking events. So now you're just a victim of your circumstances, nothing you can do. Well, it's networking events fault. And that keeps you stuck until you either shift your perspective or you die, one or the other. And so, <laughs> and so same thing in relationships. If you though shift it from, huh, that's interesting. I keep going to networking events and I do this thing and people seem to like me, but then they really don't seem to follow through. I wonder what that's about. Now you've shifted it to something that you're attracting, even though you don't know why, and even though it looks like you're not attracting it at all. I totally get both those things. But if you shift it from, man, I don't know what's wrong with networking events to, huh, I seem to be attracting this. I wonder why. Then all of a sudden you've shifted from a place of victimhood to a place of total empowerment. And now the problem is fixable. Love it. That, that's fantastic. And you know, it's funny because people get so in the weeds, they can't even see that. Yes. And I think one of the most important aspects is what you just acknowledged, which is you have to acknowledge the pattern. You have to see what's happening. And once you do that, then you can really ask, why does this keep happening and start to explore it? Yes. Domini, thank you so much for, for your tips, your strategies. I hope our listeners really took away everything that you had to offer us uh, on this podcast. So again, Domini Drew, check out dominidrew.com. You can get all the information you need from Domini. Is that the best way for people to reach you and learn more about you, Domini? Yeah, that should be fine. It's uh, there's a way to contact me on there and there's a lot of information about what I do and and who I am and 
And I'd love to hear from digital nomads. I'm actually on my way out into a car trip where I'm just going to take my business with me from my car and just wander, you know, across the country. And so I'm, I'm really, I'm feeling that digital nomad life. So definitely, definitely. Absolutely. (laughs) Wonderful. Wonderful. All right, Domini, thank you so much. And for our listeners, again, please rate, review, and subscribe. Make sure to comment on this episode and we would love to hear from you. Again, I'm Michael Fleischner with the Digital Freelancers. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Be sure to hit the subscribe button for this podcast and share your favorite episode with other freelancers.